Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to Pokemon Rollout, the real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. I'm Nick, and I'm not being a GM today. Instead, I'm running my NPC creation episode here. Anyways, the prompt that I gave for myself, a mid-ranking ranger in Loki. The main reason I did this is because I don't really know what rangers are supposed to be doing in the Chanty region. Obviously not their job, you've seen what's going on in the show. But anyways, uh, so the rangers are kind of like a police force, but they're also traveling because a lot of the Pokemon world by necessity is wild. So you can't really have a standardized police force as with things there. Plus, I'm not 100% certain, like I, I have the baseline idea of how police forces function in our world, but I'm not really putting it as a one-to-one -one there. Uh, the other reason why I haven't really done this is I kind of have a grudge, not a grudge, but I jokingly say it's a grudge against um, creating rangers in PTU because when I think rangers, or when I'm thinking of something fun to make for the rangers and things there, I first think of something like Sherlock Holmes. Detectives, working through those things there. And the reason I call it that, there it is, uh, the reason I say I kind of have a grudge, quote-unquote, against this is because in PTA, which is a completely different setup, there is, they, they have classes and subclasses, and I actually started this playing PTA, which is Pokemon Tabletop Adventures. It's a completely different system with Pokemon Tabletop United. It's very easy to break, which is part of the reason why I didn't play it as much. With that one, they have classes and subclasses in their system, and there is an actual full class called Ranger in PTA, and they have several different setups, like uh, Coach, which kind of roughly goes to Athlete, Commander, which is Commander in PTU, Rider is in that, and Signer, which is kind of its own separate feature. It's closer to a Capture Specialist, uh, something kind of like, oh no, it's 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 between a, a Capture Specialist and a ally with a, range, with a uh, legendary Pokemon. So doing more specific things there. And then they have Special Operations, which is kind of a ninja-ish mix but is also very specific to it, and then they have Survivalist, of course. Um, but the thing that they have that there's no real good analog in uh, PTU is the detective class. And so that's always always like, oh, if I'm going to make a ranger, I'm going to make a detective, and that'll be fun. But I can't do that. And so that's why I didn't do this for a while. And that what that wrong, long rambling thing is, is basically that I have no excuse for this, except for a grudge. Anyways, um... <laughs> So, looking at my ranger guy, I put him in low keep, which is the headquarters, or at least half of the headquarters, for the rangers. It is the headquarters for all of the D side of the Chandy region. Now, that's not the whole region, obviously, and that's actually the quieter end, which is where what they've been going through at the moment, all the actual trainers in the game, uh, the players. They do have some authority here, but the higher level rangers are by necessity going to be in high keep because they're dealing with bigger threats. In thinking through the ranger station I figured I could have maybe three different ranks of rangers. The first are kind of what they've run into so far. The rangers who are assigned to a local area and work as the police. Generally they're in towns, maybe a little bit of areas outside of the towns, and they work through those there. 
So they are the closest analog to policemen, dealing with Pokemon theft, the occasional other bigger problems. There isn't very much murder at the moment, at least not in the Pokemon world. Not that the trainers are going to deal with, and I'm not going to worry about that. They're not over the mountains yet, though. No. Uh, and so that's kind of rank one, is the general policemen, the beat cops, those kind of things. Rank two, I'd say, are wilderness rangers. These are the ones who kind of travel between the areas, making sure that um, those things are kept quieter and peaceful. They have a little bit of a different feel for it because a lot of, especially in the D, D section of the region, they don't really want to spoil the wilderness very much. It's much quieter, much more interested in just preserving nature, but these ones are here for more specific problems. Those are kind of the two main distinctions. And the third one I'd say would be trainer-specific issues. So there, there'd be a section put, put aside just to deal with trainers. And that would deal with the Flames of Agony and the Futurists as well. If there's a problem, these people are ones who are... So Pokemon theft is still going to be there, but this is specifically like a theft of a trainer to a different Pokemon, Pokemon being abused. The Eight Arms Callus, who we saw earlier in the training thing that in, Char in Charlie's side where he got Nilly. Uh, Eight Arms Callus would be part of this third group dealing with trainer on trainer issues. Well, that's why he has, he had the Snatch Machine, Snagum, Snag Machine, that's what they're called. He had the Snag Machine. That's working through things there. So the trainer that I'm making, since he's based in Low Keep, um, he could be version one, but since Low Keep is almost like pseudo military police officer headquarters, uh, I'm actually going to put him as a type two, and he's going to be dealing with the Crystal Caverns. It's also this also gives me a chance to develop the Crystal Caverns a little more because I think it's an interesting world set up there, but I haven't done too much with it yet. This guy, I'm thinking, is going to be in low keep. He's mid-range, so he's not terribly powerful. Um, so he's not going to be wandering into like the really dangerous areas of low keep. But he's going to be someone who periodically travels the areas, maybe like the three, four badge areas of low keep, and double checks that it's still decently in danger. So he's slightly more powerful than your average three, four badge person. But he's a little better able to gauge how things are going there. That gives me an idea for what his fourth class would be. But to match those classes, right now what I'm thinking... So the background I'm giving him is... I'm calling it Spelunker. There does... Like, you don't necessarily need to give them a name, but it's fun there. So his adept skill is going to be survival. He's doing a lot of traveling, a lot of working in the caves. And his novice skill is going to be perception since a lot of his thing is going to be looking, recording, making sure he's having those things down. Now, per, for pathetic skills, um, I don't see him being much of a people person. He's not one who does the interpersonal situation, so his charm is actually pretty low. Uh, maybe that means he doesn't really go up very much for... He doesn't get put up for promotion very often. Yeah, too bad for the guy. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I'm going to say is maybe uh, he's in the Crystal Caverns. It's very easy to kind of fall into thinking of legendaries and everything's there but he doesn't care he just does his job he's working through it uh maybe not doesn't care isn't so strong but he just that isn't what he's there for so occult education i'm also putting at pathetic mostly because i don't think i'm going to use it for anything the third option to drop down yeah why not i'm going to say this guy kind of wears his heart on his feet on his sleeve he doesn't worry too much about it so his guile is also going to be pathetic 
one, perception's at three, and survival's at four. Now, to get one of the classes that I want, I need to rank up his intuition. So, that's one of his edges. The other thing I wanted to do with this trainer is I wanted to kind of play with some classes that I don't use very often. So, the Channeler class is one that we haven't run into at all yet. It's an interesting one, just to read through it quick. Channelers are humans with rare mystic powers that allow them to commune with Pokémon through their auras at a primal level. Often empathetic people with a great intuitive understanding of others' emotions, they can take this expertise to a whole other level with Pokémon, even acting as a conduit to connect the hearts of multiple Pokémon at once. For this reason, channelers are often valued in a traveling party, able to understand the intentions of wild Pokémon to avoid conflict and obtain help. So this would work well with his uh, work, his job here. A skilled channeler is able to play upon his link to their Pokémon companions, becoming a one-man reconnaissance team by linking their senses to those of a spread-out group of Pokémon. Especially experienced channelers can utilize the conduit between their Pokémon to even greater effect, allowing their Pokémon to cover each other's weaknesses through their channeled link or sharing their preparedness for battle. Uh, channelers are more often kind than cruel due to their deep natural empathy, but some channelers can come to prefer Pokemon to humans, treating other humans with disdain and hostility. And I don't know if he's gone that far, but I would say that that's at least in his wheelhouse for how he'd act towards people. But the whole thing with it is to qualify for the channel, you need Mystic Senses, which is another edge, and this edge lets you use intuition instead of charm to improve the disposition of wild Pokemon, which is good because his charm is terrible. So, that's what he's grabbing there. Um, one important thing with Mystic Senses, you can't have Mystic Senses and Elemental Connection at the same time. So, for example, Professor Sneeze, who has Elemental Connection to Normal, which is part of what allowed him to, you know, get his hair all glowy and start using the Prism class, uh, can't use Mystic Senses. He couldn't become a Channeler. I don't think he could anyways, because I think he has four classes at this point. But he couldn't become a channeler in general. That's a pretty good setup. Let me just make sure that all of my other classes are already good. Yes, so I already have the novice perception that I need. And for that, I have novice survival. Okay. Um. Now is the fun part, because I have to start thinking of what to give him for skills because I don't know if he necessarily needs to have much it might be worth it just for his thing I'm gonna give him basic skills in stealth I don't know if he's actually gonna use this for anything but simply due to what he's doing and his job there again it might be good like because if he runs into something really bad he should be able to sneak past it oh and absolutely the Edge Traveler, which lets him use Survival instead of Athletics for different things. Alright, what that means, and what I like to do when I'm starting with a trainer class, especially that I'm making here, I want them to be decent, but I, I always start with, with three classes at the most that I pick. Even though I have four features, I start with three classes and I can add in the fourth later. This means I can start focusing in on what is most important to them and what's working very well for them. So, since he's doing a lot of traveling different things, I'm giving him the class Survivalist, which is all focused on survival, on getting better at terrains, on doing different things there. I'm also giving him the class Chronicler, because since a lot of what he, what a lot of his work is doing that kind of thing of just of studying and making sure everything's there, um, then 
Chronicler makes the most sense. And finally, the class I'm giving him is Channeler, like I mentioned before. Just because the ability to work with Pokemon and talk with them quick makes a lot of sense. Now I'm going to need to pick one more feature for them. Let me see. So I have one more feature to play with at level 1. Well, one more feature and then I have to pick his training feature, of course. But uh, one more feature to play with at level 1. Let's see what Chronicler gives me. Da -da -da. Oh yeah, I always pick an archive. He's obviously going to start with the travel archive. Um, I don't really need archival training. He doesn't have adept perception. And he definitely doesn't have... Uh, Master Perception. Chronicler is more at the moment in working with it that it's it's not so much important for him to have more in it, just so much as to have it as part of his personality, that he's taking archive he's taking records, he's working through these things. That's there. I wish Chronicler there was more for me to do with it, but it looks like right now that's not gonna be a big part of him. I still like it and I'm still going to keep it, but we're going to work through that. So Novice Survival has some fun stuff. Uh, he gets terrains. So obviously he has the cave terrain right now. Oh, Survival also gets him a plus to HP. I should throw that in right away. Yeah, so some trainer classes, especially, and features within those classes, give you a plus to certain abilities. I'm sure I'm running over things that you've already heard or already know, but... Eh. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> so those give you different abilities and they'll be, help you become more powerful. So for example, the survivalist gives you HP every time you take a survivalist feature. And I think survivalist is going to be kind of his main thing. Yeah, a lot of survivalist is just kind of being able to work through different terrains. Okay, so I have to, I have to get a few just to make him better at his job. But do I go with natural fighter right now, which would immediately let him get what I want for sure in the next level or two, or let me see what Chandler does for him first. Okay, intentions, motions, and motivations. Neither party is able to be deceitful. Shared senses I'm gonna need. Up to your intuition rank, okay. All right, so Chandler's gonna have some fun stuff later on. Right now, I'm gonna keep survivalist and jump, bump up natural fighter. Give him some abilities and some, and his Pokemon some abilities as well. So that is the features and the edges, but now, don't forget the stats for AP. This is the not as much fun stuff. I may keep focus training for him. Really, training features, especially on NPCs, train, the training feature doesn't matter tremendously much unless it feeds into one of their classes. And focus training kind of makes the most sense in terms of his, of his job. So I'm going to keep focus training. That gets me up to level 1. So level 1 for the trainer is already finished. Now to level 2. We've already got Adept Survival. I don't really need Adept Perception. I think I'm going to go with Intuition. Maybe I want Perception later, but I don't need it now. So Intuition's going to jump. I also got a new Skill Edge. 
Let's get him. I think his acrobatics needs to be up if he's going to be doing a lot of cave spelunking. Athletics should too, but I can. I can substitute survival for one of them, so I'll just jump up the other one. And I like the idea that he can kind of move and climb around a lot more than him necessarily being, I don't know, super strong. So yeah, level two always goes pretty quickly. Jump up to level three where we get a new feature. I think I'm gonna grab a channeler feature here. It's only because I think shared senses is really useful. Because that means he can see all sensory information from that Pokemon. That's all sensory information. That's just impressive. Shared senses is up, which means he's absolutely going to need probably a Zubat. Maybe not Crobat level, because we've already got two Noibats or Noivern um, going on. Or was it a Woobat? Was the other one? Yes, I have a Noibat and a Noivern. I could keep the thing going and saying he <sighs> would that be fun yeah that'll be fun okay you'll have a noivern i probably annoy that simply because it's funny to me that michael and lydia both separately chose noibat noivern as part of their their uh things they also i don't think they both ended up choosing it they both definitely thought of Enduring Soul. They both strongly considered it, and I was considering it for this guy. I'm trying to avoid it. It would work really well, but I'm trying to avoid it. Because that's one of my favorite classes, and I use it a lot. So I try to not use it too terribly often. Alright, so that was level 3. Level 4 jumps up. Let's bring up Perception, since it's supposed to be one of his basic skills. I'm gonna say this guy, since his whole thing isn't in like, oh, this is a new Pokemon, or oh, this is a different thing there, I'm gonna say he doesn't actually know Pokemon very well at all. Even though he, like, he knows them, but he knows them from a channeler's point of view, which means that he's like, oh, that one's dangerous, oh, that one's angry, oh, that one's territorial, but not, no, not necessarily, oh, this is a, this is a rock ground type, it has this basic things, it's, like, he, not the book smart, but the, I've, been around these Pokemon for forever, so I know about them. Four is done. Edges always kind of jump through, especially at the lower levels. Let's go up to level five. I said I got survivalist ups that I could do the next one. Natural fighter. I wanted wilderness guide. No, I wanted terrain talents. Wilderness guide's useful, and I'll probably want it later, but I couldn't even afford it right now. So terrain talents. Also, I forgot, Survivalist, you get a you get one mastered terrain at first, and then once you get two Survivalist features... Oh, okay. I'm going to say that I need two features, and Survivalist doesn't count as a feature in and of itself, so I can't take terrain talent right now. I'm being cruel to myself, but I'm going to grab Trapper. And of course, his first mastered terrain was Caves. Obviously, because he's going to be working in caves a lot. But his second terrain is mountains. Because, again, he's in the Crystal Caverns, and sometimes they come out in the mountains. So right now, he's got caves and mountains, and there he's a natural fighter and a trapper. Level 6 is fun, because I get to ramp up into experts. And that's going to be survival right away, because that's kind of his... 
wheelhouse. His survival, so that's gonna, always going to be one of his highest stats. Let's say that's kind of what he's focused on. Um, let's put adept skills into stealth here. Even though I'm not using it right now, it's just a useful talent to have. Because I don't have anything really strong. Like, I, I don't see this guy as a battler in and of himself. Like, sure, he'll, he'll learn it, but he doesn't really focus on battling by himself. Alright, up to level 7. Maybe it's time for a Chronicler feature. I mean, I could grab Terrain Talent right now. You know what? Yeah, let's keep going on this idea, and just so that I don't forget about it, let's grab Terrain Talent. So now he is basically has very close to night vision, and um, doesn't worry about ledges and things. He has a very good balance. So that's an excellent setup for him in wandering through the Crystal Caverns where it's just hard to make your way around things and there's just a lot of trouble. Oh, poor, poor Professor Sneeze once they get there. <laughs> Alright, so level 8. Let's bump up that intuition. Man, this guy and Cold Anton might get along pretty well. Like, the only two people who get along well with each other. Or at least they'd only get along with each other. No one else would like it. Uh, they wouldn't like anyone else. That's better. Okay, so that's level 8. This is pretty simple. Just just keep like going up the levels, keep working through the things there. Alright, so I've got Survivalist, Natural Fighter, Trapper, the Terrain Talent. If I get one more, he gets another... Uh, he gets another Master Terrain, but he doesn't really need one. Uh, he's got almost everything he, he needs in terms of what he's dealing with here. That would be good. Wilderness Guide might be good later, but I don't think he needs it right now. And so, I'm going to start focusing on other things. Okay, so Spirit Boost is good for attack, but I just got that. So, I'm going to grab Pain Dampening, because that's just useful. If we ever get to, and I'm sure we will someday in the far-flung distant future, once we get to Paul's version of the story, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to make a channeler. And I apologize for that noise. I like their powers. Just their ability to balance between different Pokemon and work through those, looking through Pokemon's eyes. That's just really cool. Alright, so we've got to level 9. Now we're getting to level 10. Oh, and before I forget... Okay, I'm gonna do that in just a second here. Level 10 expert skills. Let's bring up perception because why wouldn't it be up there? There we go. This guy is very focused on one singular set of skills. And that is perfectly fine by me. It's kind of interesting to focus in on one idea for for a person. All right. So, I almost forgot that at level 6 this guy was supposed to either gain a general feature or start upping his attack and special attack. Since I don't really see him attacking anything, I'm gonna grab a general feature. So what general features do we have here? Quick switch might be okay, but I don't see him using it very much. Species spawn would be interesting. If I just had him focus on one type, but that'd be kind of a 
would that be strange for a channel or not? Uh, I'm considering it. I will con I will keep considering it. Don't worry. You you'll know about it if I choose it. I think just because this idea kind of fascinates me. Actually, yeah, this makes sense for his character. So his Pokemon aren't gonna be horrendously interesting, at least not from the point of the other ones, because I'm gonna take Species Savant. The requirement for Species Savant is three different Pokemon of the same evolutionary line. So he has three of essentially the same Pokemon. What I'm gonna do now is I've realized I've picked out his Pokemon now. He has a Noibat, and then he has three of uh, Rog and Rolla line. Uh, Rog and Rolla, Bulldor, that line is extremely important to the Crystal Caverns, since the Crystal Caverns themselves are made of crystal, and Bulldor is based off of a Chris rock crystal formation. And so that that's that's there for Species of On that picks out my Pokemon, and I like it. It'll make uh, making these Pokemon actually a lot simpler. Though there might be a little bit of moving around. Uh, actually, I'm gonna do this. This is a quick aside. I'm looking up Roganrola right now, just to see when it evolves. Okay, so he won't have a Gigalith, but he will have three Bulldor. And with being able to channel and to work through things that way, having a Bulldor that the other Bulldor really don't worry about, I'm guessing at least one of his Bulldor basically never goes into its Pokeball. It is essentially native but loyal to him and so he's able to channel with it and feel out the crystal caverns in that area really simply is there a distance set up on channeler before i start doing crazy stuff here further than 20 meters okay so that's that's a shorter distance than i would like i mean that's 60 ish feet still it's kind of a bummer but you can still work through it. Oh yeah, channeling isn't legal in in the league legal ideas. Um, they have much stricter league legal ideas in league legal ideas in uh, the handbook than I do in the Chandi region, since people you know get down and fight in the league in the Chandi region. So, nah. But I'm mostly rambling at this point. Okay, we've reached level ten, which actually means one more thing. But first, I'm going to get to level eleven and start working through level 11 here. Okay, so I've got stealth up, and level 11's pretty good. I'm pretty well set up for my classes. I'm gonna read through the classes quick to see if there's anything I want. Capture Specialist is okay, but really isn't something I want. Type Ace, I can understand why without that, but stealth and survival for Hunter. That's, a, that's trainer combat, and I'm really not focusing this guy on a com on combat skills. Uh, same thing with Aura Guardian. Oracle. Interesting. Hold on, hold on. This guy's getting weirder, which means I might be able to use him. Yes, Oracle's fun. Okay, okay. And he already has Mystic Senses, and he already has Novice Perception. So, Chandler's and Oracle's kind of combine really easily and I bet that wasn't a mistake. Whoops, I forgot to go to level 10 before I went to level 11. That's okay. So he's gonna be an Oracle and so Oracle just went in there but before I go to the next one I get two edges for which I qualify for reaching level 10. 
Let me make sure that's correct. Gotta love reading through everything. Capable trainer bonus. Gain two edges for which you qualify. So, I'm gonna grab skill enhancement, which gives me a plus two bonus on two different skills, which for him are gonna be survival and intuition. And then he also has one more edge. Slippery makes sense because that means he's at least able to get out of grapples, which dealing with rock types and things may become an issue. All right, so we have reached level 12, which means his survival has reached master level. I also got another skill edge, which since it's down there, I'm actually not going to jump up stealth to expert i'm gonna jump up acrobatics to adept so we've hit that that's level 12. some of these go really fast and i always forget about that oracle is one of those classes that seems to be built for the gm because the entire thing is you can have visions about the future maybe about the past uh you can have vision you can uh look at your location, see what happened in the last 24 hours. Um, your illusions make sense. Oracle and Glitchbender almost do the same thing in different directions. That would be interesting to combine the two. Arc of Vision? Wait. Requires us to close your eyes and focus to perceive the world with their senses from their perspective. Have a rough sense of how far away and in what direction. So Mark of Vision is channeling, is shared senses from Channeler, but with no limit on the distance. It's a little weaker, but oh, I am taking that. So Mark of Vision. This guy can see forever. He probably keeps them channeled when they're nearby and then uses Mark of Vision if he needs a long distance scry or check out. Okay, so we've got this. Let's master skills that intuition. Okay, we've mastered it. Okay, here that's level 14 done for me, up to level 15. Survivalist Chronicler's not really doing much. Oracle is so interesting. I don't really need that though. I think I'm gonna take divination and that'll be it for the Oracle class. Well, no, that's maybe too powerful. Yeah, Mark of Vision. Because Mark of Vision is almost an extension of his channel or senses. It makes sense within the world why he gained that. Soothing connection. Yeah, so he can calm his Pokemon down, gave them a tick of HP. I like it. So I'm gonna give that to him for Channeler. I think the next feature I'm gonna have to get is Survivalist, simply to balance things out there. All right, up to level 16. What? Yeah, I may as well master in Perception. Let me look at that Survivalist feature that I was thinking of before. Wilderness Guide, right? Yes. Yes, okay, Wilderness Guide we will grab. And that means he gets another mastered terrain. So what terrain is nearby low keep? Forest-ish, wetlands-ish, desert-ish, urban? I don't think he'd be urban. Hunter doesn't really make sense. 
I think, actually, let's say for, he goes higher up in the mountain sometimes, so let's give him Tundra, even though that doesn't necessarily fit as much. It's rather new that he is good in that location. What does it actually give him because of Terrain Talent? Because Terrain Talent keeps getting better. No, I gained two Terrain Talents when I have that, okay. So I already gained Cave Dweller and Shorefooted, and I should put those on my sheet. We are running, we're coming down to the end. He's level 18 already. I haven't given this guy a name, and I, I that's gonna be a little bit. Cause this is gonna be the last thing, and I know what I know what his level 20 edge is going to be already, but that's okay. I'm gonna up his stealth to expert. Cause just having the ability to hide is good. Level 19. Now, do I get divinations? I think I do. We'll say this is a relatively new phenomenon for him, the ability to see the future. Not really something he planned to do, scrying and augury. I just like these and I wish I could use them. I can I always forget that Oracle exists and the moment I do I'm fascinated by it. Or the moment I remember it, I'm fascinated by it. So First thing I'm going to do for level 20 is I'm going to give him Virtuoso in Survival. He is a Survival Grandmaster at this point. What Virtuoso does, which I'm sure I may have mentioned this one before, but I really like it. Uh, choose a skill at Mastering. Consider that skill to be effectively rank 8 for any features or effects that depend on skill rank. So this, he is a rank 8 Survival. He's a virtuoso. He still rolls 6d6 for it, because it doesn't jump that up any higher, but um, it does a lot of other things for him. Because of Traveler plus that virtuoso, his overland is 9 meters per round, so he, he moves pretty, pretty fast. The other thing is at level 20, he once again gains some special things. And let me see if I can find it. Level 20. Uh, gain two edges for Uchipong, so two more edges. He could absolutely just keep ramping up his skills, but let me see if there's something more fun that I can do before I pick that. Even though this is the silliest thing, just to show like that he has been in here so long that he's just amazing, he's gonna get expert skills acrobatics and then just because that allows him to qualify for wall runner your acrobatics rank in meters so he can run over five meter long chasms and then jump off to the other side that's just like he's been here forever he's excellent at this um one thing i find fun to do especially since he's in low keep but he's a ranger so it kind of uh fits that he doesn't really have a specific area uh oracle and channeler suggest that he might be more d opening uh the other thing he might but he could also be Chan thing, so I use a random name generator called Behind the Names to come up with a lot of my names for things. And so looking at it, the first name it gave me was Bogdan Traver. I love how ridiculous that name is. It is so rare that the first one it gives me is excellent, and I love it. So this is Bogdan. Bogdan Traver. I think he's, that, that's like a Slavic background in the name. Polish, Russian, Slovenian, Bulgarian, Serbian. Okay, so uh, Middle Europe or Western, Eastern, Eastern European. I know my directions. No, I don't. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay, that 
He's Bogdan Trapper. Let's see, I think he's been at this for a while. Is he an older guy? Middle-aged? I'm thinking on an on older end. So he's gonna be 52. He's been down here forever. He like rarely leaves mail, of course. Um because I've been calling him he this whole time. Uh height. He's actually kind of short, I'm gonna say. He's actually shorter than the main cast at 5'6. So comes out as a little bit eh. Let's drop him down to five. Let's let's put him like actually like short short for a guy. So like five two. He's he's built for walking around these caves. This is his life. And I see him as like with acrobatics, with that high of a survival, good stealth, everything there. I, I'm putting him as a pretty fit guy. So let's put him at 136 pounds. I don't think I need, like this is all just fluff, but I like kind of putting this in. So that puts Bogdan together here. I'm gonna get his physical description, personality, goals, dreams, background, all of that stuff later. First I'm gonna go to the Pokemon though. So this We've got, and this one's pretty simple. I've got three Bulldor and a Noibat. Now, what I find fun is to roll the dice to see what their gender is going to be. I'm going to pick the rest because that's a little more important. For Bulldor, I'm going to roll R. They are 50% for, they are 50-50, so. One, two, male. Three, four, female. First one, the level 35, is female get him to level 35 her wow immediately she is a lady nick come on i had to do it i didn't do that on purpose but i still had to do it to get her to level 35 i need to give her 1660 exp beautiful high attack high defense really low special defense decently low special attack i think i may up your special attack at the cost of your special defense you're going to be pretty careful that actually makes sense you're going to be the first one he met you're fairly careful and that allows me to make you a little a little bit more durable without it costing me too much in terms of other things. So you're pretty bulky. You pack a great punch. Special attack is nothing. That's okay. Going up here. I like getting in the moves first before I pick abilities. I'm going to go for a name and everything else a little bit later. So tackle, harden, sand attack. Iron defense is gonna replace harden because if I have iron defense I don't really need harden. Smackdown will place tackle for now. Smackdown is just nice. I like power gem as a concept but for a bulldor which just doesn't have special attack doesn't really make so I'm gonna use the rock slide there instead and I'll keep sand attack because that might be useful rock slide is a beastly move anyways and it's basically it's power gem but physical so ranged blast three I always forget about that rock slide is brutal in this game anyways so level 35 got a uh, female bulldor careful let's see what abilities I have okay so you have to be sturdy because that's one of your basic, like that's your only basic ability, so you are sturdy no matter what. Great. Sand Rush, Sand Force, Sand Veil. Can you learn Sand Storm? Not there. Sandstorm is a TM, so 
I'm gonna say simply because that sand force ground rock and steel type direct damage moves yep sand force makes the most sense for these guys they're just brutally powerful and sand rush is going to increase your speed which doesn't really make sense for you for speed combat stages which is nice and would bring you up a bit but not very much and then sand veil gives you evasion okay so you're gonna start with sand force at the very least and i'm gonna say instead of sand attack he splurged one day or one of his friends splurged and bought him the tm sandstorm i'm gonna put that in the notes okay so that's boulder one i haven't given them names yet i'm not thinking i can't think of good ones okay so Dwala is gonna be the name of this boulder because I like the idea of naming them after caves, and so Sudwala is Bulldor number one. Now the good news for me is that it's going to be really, really easy to make these guys. What if I went the opposite direction? So we're going to make this guy Rash instead, which really changes this feeling up. Boodle Sandfor still makes sense for you. Are you male or female? You are also female. Okay. Um, but you need to drop down to level 33. Oh, I forgot. Okay, so remember I got a Species Savant a while ago? That means that all of the base stats of these Bulldor are increased by one. Which is excellent. It actually gives me more points to play around with. Like a truck both ways as well. So that's pretty brutally powerful here. So these are all really heavy hitters. Which explains a lot, because he's not really a strong guy. Gondolin's a mining cave. I, I like it. Gondolin will be the name of the second one. They'll probably never see... Like, the players will probably never see any of these Pokemon. And I really hope this is coming across, because I realize I'm just kind of babbling. But I'll have... I'm sure this will work out well. Okay, so that's Bulldor 2. That was fairly simple enough. Uh, that one has a rash nature, whereas the first one had a careful nature. I was figuring these are all like siblings. Um, the careful nature, Sudwala, is the older sister of the group. She's pretty down to earth. First one who ran into Bogdan. Gondolin is kind of hot headed hard charger one of the group i think the the best part of this is from this is this is all like from the description of bogdan to bogdan uh Sudwala is the careful one the one who's always making sure everyone's okay working through things well uh gondolin is the one who rushes ahead who's crazy about everything he's always trying to get all this stuff done and then this third one i'm gonna make impish because I like the idea of one that's just brutally hard to, to do anything with from the point of view of just like really, really hard to hurt in terms of physical damage, but who is brutally, like, not the best in terms of special defense, or at least not as good in terms of special defense and so this guy is more impish he's the cuter one i like calling him blombos then blombos this is probably really badly archaeological record sure okay so you'll be blombos 
or Blombos, or is and so he's the impish, the prankster, the one, everything like that. This is all from Bogdan's point of view. So Sudwala is the careful one, the one who's always making sure everyone's all right, kind of the mother of the group, even though they're all siblings. Uh, Gondolin's the hard charger, the one who's rash, the one who's jumping in, who's doing, uh, getting ready to fight, always ready for something there. And then Blombos is the practical joker, the prankster, the guy who, or uh, the bulldog who's always uh, making tricks and traps for his friends. This is from Bogdan's point of view. No one else sees this. And for everyone else, they're rocks. They're three different. They're, they're three rocks who all look and act pretty much the same. So that's that's funny to me. Probably only to me. And then we have the Noi bats because Blomboss is done pretty quickly. I think I gave them all the same abilities. That works fairly well. Doesn't evolve until minimum of 35. So it is 50-50. So this is female. Okay. And this female Noi bat is immediately going to be called Bracken because that is the cave with the largest colony of bats in the world. And I like it. Okay, so let's actually lower attack on this one. Even though that's going to make things a little more tough, I think we can get away with it because you're going to have a lot more uh, special attack things, but lowering attack and upping speed. So you're timid. That makes sense. I mean, you live in a world of rocks and you're always working with rocks and you've got this big tough trainer who's with you and then you have to deal with this all the time so you being timid makes a lot of sense and we're probably not going to keep almost any of these supersonic probably because that's just so useful and i'm guessing you're going to be different once you evolve agility air cutter roost i'm actually going to up I'm gonna get rid of yeah. I'm gonna get rid of scratch for agility because I understand like the attack move, but that just doesn't work. Roost is gonna go instead of bite because again, it really doesn't work with you. Three targets. I forgot about Razorwind being three targets. That's just cool in and of itself. I like it. You're not really based on it, but you're you're like you're good at keeping yourself alive and getting out of there, which is exactly what you need to do. You know what? Simply because it's ridiculous that this thing has outrage it learned it as an inheritance move and it's just gonna become beefier as it evolves yeah I'll get rid of gust for outrage not my favorite thing that I did but it works fairly well all right good old Brack in the Noibat and then telepathy or instinct I immediately am leaning towards instinct without knowing what it is False evasions increased by two, so you become extremely hard to hit. That's useful. But what does telepathy give me? It shifts to remove yourself from the air. Yeah. Oh no, instinct is your move. Okay, so infiltrator and instinct. You are there to not be seen, and if you are seen, to not be hit, and if you are hit, to run. Because I could give you a kind of sad story here, Bracken. I don't think I'm going to though. Never mind. Okay, so that is Bracken the Noibat, and with that, my mechanics are all finished. All right, everyone, I am back, and I have written the backstory of Bogdan, his physical description, personality, and everything. I got a little sadder than I expected to, or at least a little glummer. I don't. I'm not really sure how to describe his backstory. I like it. Um, well, let's let's just run through it. Let's start with personal description. Sorry, physical description. Bogdan is a short man with long gray-white hair and a long white beard. 
He has eyes the color of the cavern crystals, a gray so pale it's almost transparent. Bogdan is thin and slightly stooped. He still wears his ranger uniform, though it's worn and frayed from decades of use. Bogdan Travers doesn't like people. But he loves Pokemon, especially cave Pokemon. If he isn't directly asked a question, he will ignore other humans and go about his work. If forced into conversation, Bogdan is brusque and dismissive, but always truthful. And his information about the Crystal Caverns is always accurate. Bogdan Travers was born to a long line of rangers in Lowkeep, going back as far as anyone can remember. He grew up exploring the Crystal Caverns far more deeply than the average person is allowed to go, and when he came of age he joined the rangers just like his parents before him. Due to his upbringing and natural knowledge of the caverns, Bogdan was assigned to what the ranger corps in the Lowkeep affectionately call the Rookie Pits a stretch of well-recorded tunnels with several large pits and other environmental hazards, which are cordoned off behind three and four badge limit signs. Bogdan soon distinguished himself with his quick and astonishingly accurate maps of the pits, after, uh, even after the minor geographical changes that were common within the Crystal Caverns, as well as his ability to accurately report threats, such as overleveled wild Pokémon in the area, without suffering any harm himself. Many of Bogdan's fellow rangers wondered how he could do what he did. And the fact of the matter was that Bogdan and the Travers family had a secret. They had been hiding their ability to enter the minds and understand the thoughts of Pokémon for generations. Bogdan's gift in this area was especially powerful, and his parents and superiors expected Bogdan to rise to great heights, and quickly. He even found a small offshoot of the Rookie Pits, a twisting tunnel studded with crystal that seemed to lead farther into the D side of the region. Unfortunately, Bogdan's skill with Pokemon was matched by his utter inability to deal with human beings. Bogdan's abrasive nature, coupled with the jealousy of his peers, made sure quickly that no matter his skill level as a ranger, he would never be a leader of men. The tunnel that Bogdan found, which should have been a highlight of his career, instead became the last nail in its coffin. No other ranger could confirm the existence of this tunnel, and in his next map of the area, Bogdan himself showed no sign of it. After this humiliation, Bogdan was discreetly informed by his superiors that while he could enjoy decent pay and the respect that comes from seniority, he would never leave the Rookie Pits. Bogdan didn't care. By the time he was 30, he spent more time in the caverns than he did outside of them, emerging only to report his findings and purchase more food. The Travers family had always had a good relationship with a colony of Boldor living within the caverns. To Bogdan, these rock-like Pokémon became his family, with three of the Boldor staying with him at all times as his personal Pokémon. The only other member of Bogdan's team at the moment is a Noibat he calls Bracken. The Noibat is well cared for and protected, but is naturally shy in the presence of so many bigger, heavier Pokémon always around her. Now, just past age 50, Bogdan has become almost a ghost at the ranger station in Lowkeep.
every two weeks, unless there's an emergency, a detailed map of the rookie pits appears at the front desk of the Low Keep Rangers administrative offices. Even emergencies are announced via handwritten notes, rather than personal appearance. The upper echelons of the Rangers sh simply shrug their shoulders. As long as he's doing his work, they don't care to look for the last scion of the Traverse House, deep within the Crystal Caverns. So for his goals, dreams, or obsessions, simply one thing, to be left alone with his Pokémon and his work. Maybe not necessarily a very classic uh, trainer, but def or maybe not a classic ranger, but he definitely has an idea for what he's being, and I, I like the feel of him. I kind of like what he, came what he ended up with, and um, I like what I was able to kind of weave into there. I don't know if it's uh, obvious. It probably is, but eh, if so, that's no problem. But that is my uh, NPC creation. So, excellent. Uh, this is fun. I like making new NPCs. I like working through things there, and it reminded me that the Channeler and the Oracle class both work well together and are just fun to do. So I'm gonna, I might play with those in the future. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you for joining me today, or this week, or whenever this comes out. Um, you can find us online at tapsteradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokerollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve of your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans, and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter, at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. And if you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, and we'll be getting back to that soon, I'm certain, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash PokeRollPodcast, and get some sweet rewards. Now, special thanks to our patrons today, Asher, Nathan Jester, Michael Williams, Zara, Froxus, Forrest Trim, Joe All, Sammy, Box Cheese, David Harshman, and Gregory Lopez. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate, I really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Obscurantism and Obfuscation 
orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From our fancy to yours.